This is Darren Davis, founder and senior leader of the Harbor Church in South Florida, and you are listening to the Harbor Church Podcast. For more information about this podcast and others, visit us online at harborchurch.org. Enjoy the podcast. family good morning and welcome once again to harbor at home for whoever may be joining this morning as we gather in our houses to engage with one another um, that is the heart really behind what we do with harbor at home is is to connect um, to receive from others to share in our lives with with one another as believers in jesus and then to go from these spaces and and give away this transformation that we have experienced and, and are experiencing to the rest of the world. So welcome everybody, such an honor. My name is Darren Davis, such a privilege to be able to be with you today and just to share in this time together. We decided to do something a little different this morning and and come to you at Harbor at Home from the Davis household, from the Davis home on this uh, Sunday morning. So again, privileged to just to be able to spend a few minutes with you. Some years ago, I remember being encountered by a portion of scripture that really impacted my life. And it set me on a trajectory just to understand the, the nature of the Father. And in understanding the nature of the Father, I would understand or come to understand the actual nature that I carry as one of his sons. It's found in James chapter 1, verse 17, and he says this. He says, every gift God freely gives is good and perfect. That is an amazing portion of scripture right there. So every gift, not some of them or half of them, or if you're on a good day, maybe the majority of them are good and perfect, but literally every single gift that the Father gives that comes from the Father. In other words, it's originating from Him is good and perfect. I think so often we look around at our world today, which is not filled, right, with good gifts. I think 2020 has has been one of those kind of years in so many ways, but we need in these kind of times to lean into what is the nature of the Father and what is his character and what does he give us? And it says that every good and perfect gift streams down from the Father of lights, verse 17, who shines from the heavens with no hidden shadow of darkness, or darkness, and I love this last part of the verse, and is never subject to change. In other words, he is always stable. He is, he is never all over the board, inconsistent, you know, my wife and I are so different. Wendy and I are so different. I, I actually embrace change. I like change. It's an adventure to me. She is she is the more stable, steady one in the relationship. Probably because um, 
she's gotten more revelation on the nature of the Father because he is actually that way. You know, if we look around in our world today, it seems like not a whole lot is stable. Not a whole lot is constant. Not a whole lot is, is steady or secure. And I think all of us as human beings, as people that have been created in the image of God, we long for that. I don't know about you, but it, it, it's something that over the course of my life, I've just become more self-aware that this is an innate desire on the inside of me to actually not have all the ups and the downs and the twists and the turns and the ins and the outs of life, but actually experience the beautiful stability of walking with God and what that can be like. Here's the deal. We may not be able to control our outside circumstances that are always in that space of chaos or often in that space of chaos, but what we can step into is an inner reality of taking on this beautiful nature of the Father, which he demonstrates for us. So what I want to do this morning, I want to just give and remind us of the gospel in a time of uncertainty. Here we are post-election, right? Results still aren't out. Lord only knows how many days, potentially weeks it's going to be to determine which candidate has has won um, the presidential race. Uh, you see people on both sides in, in turmoil, feeling very unstable. But we live as part of another kingdom, serving a whole other king. Again, I don't discount politics or our involvement in all the spheres of influence as believers, nor our prayers for those spaces. Of course, that is bottom line and basic 101 of living in God. But the, the thing that I want us to come into and begin to walk in as everything is being shaken that can be shaken is that place of steadiness and consistency in our everyday lives with our families, with the ones we love, with, with even our enemies. Can you imagine? So just to give some context to the verse that I quoted in James chapter 1, verse 17, let's just look at some of the verses around it quickly, and then we'll end our time here today. Verse 12, James actually tells these believers, he says, if your faith remains strong, even while surrounded by life's difficulties, you will continue not just in a one-time thing, but you'll continue to experience the untold blessings of God. You see, a lot of times we think about these eternal things like faith, hope, and love. Faith being just a surety in the gospel of what Christ has accomplished. Hope, those promises over our lives are yes and amen. They cannot be shaken. They cannot be taken away from us. And then love, we move out of faith and hope to creatively care for, pastor, bring transformation to the world around us. This is what we were created to do. This is who we were made to be. And as our faith remains strong, remember, this is not our strength of faith. It's his. It's actually a gift that he gives us as his children. He grants us faith by grace. So even in our weakness, his power can be perfected. And as that happens, 
we will continue to experience the untold blessings of God. And a lot of times we think, man, in hard times, God has tested me. He has tempted me, tempting me. I don't know if I can make it. First of all, verse 13 says, when you're tested, don't say that God is the one tempting you. For God is incapable of being tempted by evil. And he never, never, he's never the source of temptation. Never. We may go through trials in life that actually aren't even originating with God. But that's where our faith comes in, in the midst of weakness and is strengthened and bolstered by Jesus. It's our own, our own innate desires when we step away and get detached from the vine. You know, Jesus is that vine. He's that source of life. And if we remain in him, he remains in us. And his life source never leaves us, never departs from us. So that brings us up to verse 17, the one that I read earlier. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights. But why... Why does he give us that consistency? Why does he give us that stability in our lives? It's so that we can put that on display to the world around us. You've got to catch this. This is so important. Verse 18, it says, God was delighted to give us birth by the truth of his, I love this, infallible word. There's a lot of noise in our culture, a lot of voices, a lot of opinions. But what is unfallible, is unmovable, is eternal, is powerful and potent. It's like a two-edged sword, the Word of God says. It, it divides asunder literally everything. Everything is, is the Word of God. And He gave us the Word of God so that we could fulfill, it says... His chosen destiny for us. This is such a powerful verse, verse 18 in James chapter 1. And in fulfilling his destiny, become the favorite ones out of all of his creation. This is an invitation for every single person. It's not just limited to one or two Christians or, you know, just a few that are going to get it. No, even Gideon's army, that remnant, they, they brought salvation to an entire nation. So how... And what does that look like? I want to focus in on verse 19 as we get ready to wrap this up. This is so key. And it's so key in a time like right now. He says, my dearest brothers and sisters, take this to heart. Really open yourself up to consider what I'm getting ready to say to you. James is stating to his, to his, his friends, his fellow laborers in the way. He says, be quick to listen and be slow to speak. Uh-oh. Now he's meddling a little bit in our culture, right? Be quick to listen. Be slow to speak. Wow. What if we all, as body the body of Christ, his believers in the earth, applied that principle, that infallible word of God instruction to our lives in this moment in human history. What kind of fruit could we be seeing? But he tags on to the end of that verse 19. He says, and be slow to become angry. Verse 20, he says, for human anger is never, I love this language, 
I think it's, it's so important for us to grasp this, is never a legitimate tool to promote God's righteous purpose. So if we in any way are manifesting anger in our language, in our talking, in, in us being so passionate about what we believe, it's never a legitimate tool to promote God's righteous purposes. In fact, I believe it's, 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 it's moving out of the spirit and into the flesh because we, we are out of control and we want to control and we think that through domination or anger, that is going to be the key to moving this thing forward. And it never is. So here's his admonition, verse 21. So this is why we abandon everything immorally impure. And with a sensitive spirit, he says, we absorb, and this is what I believe God is doing right now in this time. We absorb God's word, which has already, listen to this, been implanted within our nature. For the word of life has power to continually deliver us. Darren, wait a minute. What is he saying here? Absorb God's word, which has already been implanted within us. What's he talking about? Here's what he's talking about. Verse 22. Very important. He says, don't just listen to the word of truth. Don't just come to another church service. Don't just sit in another Bible study. Don't just participate in another small group. Don't just listen to the word of truth and not respond to it. Other versions would say, don't be just hearers of the word, but doers only. Sorry. Don't just be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. This is where we're not preaching messages, we're living messages. We're not you know, reciting something that we heard someone else talk about, it's actually something that's now become a part of us and is not only implanted within our souls, it's actually manifesting in our everyday life. It's so, so powerful. Because he says when you just listen to the word of truth and don't respond to it, you don't let that 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 abs, abs, absorption of God's word, you see, it's, it's like absorption is where you know, something uh, embeds with, with, with the fabric or substance of, of, of another thing. It absorbs into it, right? If you ever had something absorbed into your clothing, like a stain, it's, now it's a part of that fabric. That's exactly, it's not just on your shirt and then you wipe it off. No, it's become a part of your shirt, right? It's the same concept with the word of God. It's not, it's not just on us, it's in us. And that's why he says, finally, as we close today, verse 22, don't just listen to the word of truth and not respond to it for that. This is crazy powerful. He says, for that is the essence of self-deception. If we're talking about the world being deceived and all this stuff going on, you know, the, the reality is, is that I think in so many ways, the church has been deceived. And we don't even know it. It's, it's because we're just hearers of the word and not doers of it. So 
So he concludes by saying, so always let his word. Uh, this is such a beautiful translation and passion translation. He says, so always let his word become like poetry here in verse 22. Written, written, and fulfilled by your life. Always let his word be written on our hearts and fulfilled by our lives. So going back to where we started, every good and perfect gift that's freely given from God is streaming down right now over us. This is, this is so important for someone watching this, listening to this, as you guys get ready to have conversation here. It's so important for us to see, listen, everything around us could be going completely crazy. And God, we are under what I spoke on a while back, Jacob's Ladder, that whole reality of Jesus now joining heaven and earth where these angels are ascending and descending, these messengers of grace. This is this streaming down reality that we are a part of. That is so amazing. It's why we have peace. It's why we have hope. It's why we carry love. It's why we're filled with joy. It's, it's, it's why we are not um, behaving like the rest of the world. It's why we're different. Because we carry a different reality. It's embedded in our hearts. It's there. And he is our steady. He is our constant. He, he, is, he is not one that is subject to change. He is eternal. He is fixed forever. And we can find that for our own hearts and our own lives amidst all kinds of uncertainty which just seems to be the order of the day, right? For 2020. So here's what I want you to talk about for a few minutes in our group. And, and again, you're flexible to see where Holy Spirit would lead you. But these are some questions I thought of. I want you to think back, question number one, and what was a difficult season in your life where you experienced the blessings of God? The reason I ask that question is it's so good for us to go back and remember what God has done because if he did it once, he'll do it again. So I want you just to recount the blessings of God that came and visited you in a time of great difficulty. In fact, I think you'll, you'll recognize that in some of the most difficult times was some of the greatest blessings of God because that's when he breaks through because we need him to do that. Second question is, why is not becoming angry a key in advancing the purposes of God? You know, one, what is one of the things I think that, that God wants to do within his church to take that spirit from us? Doesn't mean that we can't be passionate. Doesn't mean that we can't be bold and courageous and all those kind of things. But don't want any of that anger filtering in, right? Absorbed into the purity of the river that we're called to let flow from us. And last question. What does it look like and what does it mean to actually absorb God's word versus just hear it? 
And what course corrections are we each going to make from this day forward to move into not just being hearers of God's word, but being doers? Listen, from Wendy and I and the Davis household, we love each of you. God bless you guys and enjoy your time together as you converse and minister to one another in Jesus' name. Thanks for tuning in to the Harbor Church Podcast. I hope that you were enriched, inspired, and blessed by what you heard. Please subscribe on the podcast app and be sure to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also download our Harbor Church mobile app. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.